The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening, and we really do appreciate our sponsors making our show available all across Mississippi to be listened to in Alabama, Tennessee, Louisiana, Florida, and those of you who may be joining online at the supertalk.fm. So, um, Bubba, um, we've talked about this before. Let's say you need to, you're, you're looking for a, a doctor, and you go and you see that the doctor has MD after their name. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you say, hey, I've got a problem with my, my lungs. I'm not breathing well these days. And the guy goes, well, I'm a general practitioner. I remember passing some of that on a test one time. Mm-hmm. I do some of that, and I am a doctor, but I'm not a specialist. Right. How do you know? How do you know if somebody is a specialist? How do you know if somebody is qualified to give you that advice? Do you have to do a lot of legwork? And if they tell you a specialist, are they really a specialist? Uh You know, really good example. I've got a really close friend of mine who uh, who's uh, working through some health issues and needed to go see a heart doctor recently. Mm -hmm. And the heart doctor that he went to, I, I think if I gave his name here, uh, would be pretty well renowned in this local area, okay. right? Okay. Uh, but this heart doctor told uh, told my friend. He said, "Look, um, I'm I'm really good at what I do, but I'm a plumber, and what you need is an electrician." <laughs> and that's that's the way he described it, right? Because the heart is a lot of impulse stuff, right. a lot of electrical things, yeah. mm-hmm. and it also, also is plumbing. Plumbing, yeah, yeah. Tubes and, and veins and all kinds of stuff going in and out and right. pressure and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So right. he said, you know, I'm not a plumber, or I'm a plumber. Mm-hmm. You need an electrician. Okay. And he said, now the electrician I'm going to send you to is in our practice as well. Okay. Very good, very competent. Um, so, uh, he, you know, my, my friend went on and, and saw this electrician, mm-hmm. uh, had his surgery, I think, uh, a bit earlier this week. Okay. And is already feeling better. There you go. Right. Because he went to the right person, yeah. mm-hmm. but he had to do a little investigative work to get there. You did, yeah. All right. Now, do you think that as people listen to us, this doesn't sound out of the ordinary in healthcare? It does not. I mean, most people in America are accustomed to this. Right. You got general practitioners, you got heart doctors mm-hmm. who are plumbers, and that's their specialty. Heart doctors yeah. who are electricians, that specialty. There are people who are gynecologists and people who are urologists, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. And when you have a particular malady, either you and your general practitioner together decides which specialty you need to go to, and you get a referral, or you have to do some legwork. That's right. That doesn't sound out of the ordinary. It does not. Well, I'm going to tell the world that this is the case in the financial world. Mm -hmm. 
that the term financial planner um, is a little confusing. Yeah. There are some people who call themselves financial planners, financial advisors, investment advisors, and only do one thing. That's correct. Right? Yeah. But you don't know that. You don't know that. And because you could put that on any business card and any website you want to, mm. you would think that uh, that you could, you know, I guess get away with it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because uh, they purport themselves to be a financial advisor mm. or a financial planner or mm. a financial counselor or mm. whatever they want to call themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you would think that they're competent. Now, they may be competent in a particular area. Okay. They may be competent in all areas, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But until you start digging in and asking questions, how are you really going to know? You're helped over on the healthcare side because you know what? You can look it up on Google. What yeah. does pulmonologist mean? Right. What does cardiologist mean? Mm-hmm. And you can see what their specialties are. Yeah. In the financial advising and, world. And the fact that they have an, an MD mm-hmm. or DO after their name, mm-hmm. you know that they've had some schooling and that sort of thing. Right. Right. You know, but, if they if they just call them uh, Doctor Love, right, and uh, right, and you know, you don't know what kind of uh, qualifications they've got. Right. So that is they could be a witch doctor. Yeah, for all you yeah, know. and and that that is the uh, analogy and the comparison to the financial world that I want to kind of strike a, a contrast with, and that is in the financial world. If you know somebody says they're a financial planner mm-hmm. or a financial counselor. That's not really regulated. See, it's regulated yep. over there on the healthcare side. You better not call yourself a cardiologist mm-hmm. unless you is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, over on the uh, on the financial plan, hey, this is a pet peeve I have. Right. I I think you know people ought to know what they're getting mm-hmm. because just because you go see somebody and he or she tells you, hey, this annuity or this set of mutual funds or this over here will solve your issues, does that help you out on consolidating and paying off debt and an analysis related to that? Does that help you out uh, with tax management? Does it help you out of estate planning issues? Probably not. But it's the thing that that person does. And I think... I think we ought to have a little more, and I hate to say this, I don't even know that I thought this would come out of my mouth, but there needs to be some more regulation related yeah. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? If it's if you call yourself on your business card financial advisor, mm-hmm. there ought to be certain qualifications for that, certain tests you should have passed, certain um, services you're going to give mm-hmm. But what if you're a financial planner? Is that right. different? Right. I think we ought to get into that today. Well, so um, w- what's a good way to understand whether or not somebody is a qualified financial planner or just somebody calling themselves a financial planner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, real quick story here. I met with a new client on Friday uh, afternoon. Um and before we began talking about investments, ever started talking about investments, I was discussing and talking about, um, you know, what is your debt picture? Let's, let's get a, a, a handle on your income. What are your goals and desires, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't come out immediately with, well, I've got the best product that, that's going to solve all your needs, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think if I had led the conversation with, well, I've got 
XYZ product mm-hmm. that's, that's going to solve what you need, mm-hmm. then you know that I'm really a salesman oh. selling you a product as oh. opposed to a, you know a financial planner. Um, and and really, it, it got to the end of the conversation. We barely even talked about investments. Right. Right. There were right. so many other things that needed to occur yeah, and happen. That need to be attended yeah. to that were mm-hmm. actually, in the grand scheme of things, more important. I think so. You need to lay a good foundation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do today on the show. If you and I were in charge, how would we fix this? And what would some of these titles actually mean? Mm-hmm. From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. And uh, we're talking today, Bubba, about this little kind of ambiguous thing that goes on in the financial planning and financial advising uh, world and profession. That is, you really don't know what you get when you get somebody who calls himself a financial advisor yeah. or a financial a planner or a financial counselor or an investment advisor. What are you getting? Well, I think it all depends uh, many times on the tests or qualifications of the individuals. Oh, really? To begin with. Okay. So um, in order to call yourself some of these things, do you have to pass certain um, uh, mm-hmm. r- required tests that – the government or some self-regulatory organization has? Yeah, you do. All right. I certainly do. So uh, an investment advisor. Mm-hmm. What does an investment advisor have to be schooled in? So uh, an investment advisor representative, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, typically needs uh, either a Series 7 and a Series 66, Okay. which are two uh, regulatory tests that you have to have. Okay. Right? Or a Series 65. Okay. Uh, all of those are pretty difficult tests. Okay. Right? What uh, do they cover? What kind of materials covered in those? So um, they're a little bit different uh, in, in the types of tests each one covers, uh, mm. but many similarities, right? Okay. So the Series 7, uh, which I think even from the time that I took it has changed now, they've, they've separated it into two components, mm. like a securities essential exam and something else that they call it. But I'm going to call it the Series 7 because that's what I remember. Uh-huh. Um, Series 7 will cover everything uh, uh, really on an investment uh, background. Okay. Um, so it looks at mutual funds. It looks at stocks. It looks at bonds. It looks at options, mm-hmm. uh, options, contracts, straddles, mm-hmm. uh, a number of different things that are investment related or investment components that would make up an investment product. Okay. Um, the Series 66 uh, has more to do with uh, financial advisory uh, rules and regulation and laws. How you apply all how that you stuff. How you apply all that stuff. Okay. Right? All right. In 65, I, I would say, is kind of a mixture and a mashup of both okay. of those all together. All right. Do they require, uh, and when I say they, am I talking about FINRA, SEC? What kind of regulatory organization mm-hmm. body oversees these? Uh, FINRA oversees okay. those. Okay. Uh, and, and loosely, uh, the SEC does as well. All right. Um, so um, if you're going to sit for the Series 65 exam and not be – uh, a registered representative, you're going to be an investment advisor representative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then the Series 65 would be pertinent. Okay. If you're going to be working for a broker-dealer, then the Series 7 and Series uh, 66 would be uh, pertinent, and you would be a registered representative. All right. So if you're now, working- you probably think I'm speaking out of both sides I, of my I mean, mouth, really, right? right. And, and I think it's very, mm-hmm. very, very confusing. Yeah. 
for people because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're getting. Because if you're doing the broker dealer uh, thing, registered representative, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, Series Six, Series Seven, Series Sixty Five, Sixty Six, whatever, um, you may be selling products. Yeah, you okay. would. All right, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you think people from time to time think they would have there would be an issue with objectivity and conflict of interest if somebody's selling me a product. There could be. Very well could be. Okay. Now, there are uh, rules and regulations. Uh, you know, one of them is the best interest rule, that anything that you need to be do for a client needs to be in the best interest of that client. Okay. Right? All right. You can't put your interest ahead of that client. So, in other words, I couldn't say, well, you know, uh, Daddy Warbucks, I want to sell him a product, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sell him this product because I make more of a commission on it Ooh. than I do this one, right? Ooh. Well, how does Daddy Warbucks know you're really doing that? Well, that, I guess he really wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. So, to a, a large extent, some of this is about trust. Mm-hmm. And it would it, probably be hard for somebody to trust you if they really don't know what your title means. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. So we covered a little bit of investment advisor there. What about financial planner? Mm-hmm. Is that an all-encompassing thing, or you got certain kinds of tests that you have to pass for that? I think you could call yourself a uh, financial planner. You could have certain uh, tests that you have taken, mm. right? Uh, I know some CPAs call themselves financial planners. Mm. Uh, some attorneys call themselves financial planners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may even use the word estate planner mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, many investment uh, advisors will call themselves financial planners. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there are certain financial planning uh, tests that you can take. Mm-hmm. One in particular is the certified financial planner mm-hmm. uh, designation that you can get if you take that test. It's a grueling test. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got to have a certain number of years of experience uh, in the industry mm-hmm. before you're even allowed to sit for it. Uh, you've got to do a, a certain amount of schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mine, I think, through the Community College of Tallahassee, Florida, was the sponsor <laughs> I of did it. Mine I did the University of Denver. Right, yeah. University of Denver. So, yeah. um, you know, it, various schools offer it. Various schools offer it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's usually done in six to seven different components. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might cover everything from uh, tax in one aspect to investments in mm-hmm. another aspect to. Uh, college and education planning to estate planning to insurance, insurance right. uh, to investments. Uh, right. You know, it's pretty pretty encompassing, right? And quite actually, from my mm-hmm. point of view, having been doing this almost thirty years and have a bunch of those designations mm-hmm. we've talked about, and others will get there, and having taken those tests, it's probably one of the most comprehensive. I would say so. So, if somebody is a certified financial planner. Mm-hmm. That means they're probably qualified to talk to me about just about everything. Just about, yeah. Uh, not just investments. Mm-hmm. They, they can sit and talk to me about what I intend to do with money that I want to leave to my grandchildren mm-hmm. and also talk to me about what I d- want to do with money I have today related to investment options. That's right. Um, so th- that one's a, p- a pretty uh, co- encompassing thing. And if somebody calls themselves a certified mm-hmm. financial planner, isn't there a board that makes sure that they really are? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you've got to, um, number one, take a test, pass that test. 
You've got to have a certain level of, of prerequisites or requirements done before you do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to do a certain number of continuing education hours. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have to pay the fee every year, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. a number of things go along with continuing that, uh, that registration to be a certified financial planner. Okay. Now, uh, another uh, one that I, I see uh, somewhat not quite as often is uh, something called a, a CHFC. Yes. So that's called a chartered financial consultant. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that is akin to a CFP. Mm -hmm. um, again, a, a pro and I don't know much about the test itself. Mm -hmm. I just know a little bit about the designation. Mm -hmm. um, that, that designation is, um, I, in my opinion, probably close to a CFP, mm -hmm. uh, but with more of an insurance slant or bias towards mm -hmm. Towards it, uh, so many people in the insurance industry, rather than doing the CFP, they may do the CHFC mm -hmm. as opposed to the CFP. Right. So, when an average person walks in your office, very first mm -hmm. time, new client, what do you think they really need? Just the the average person. I know I'm throwing up because there are a bunch of people who walk yeah. in, grandma yeah. left them money yesterday, mm -hmm. or, or people who are just starting their career, or people who are retiring and have a wad of money in a 401k. So I, I, it's almost an unfair question, but really, what do you think basically they need from the point of view of the kind of professional they need to be talking to? I, I think, uh, and this is an overgeneralization here, but I think this is what everybody needs. Mm. They need somebody that's competent, Mm -hmm. that they can uh, uh, communicate with mm -hmm. and um, and that's honest, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's it, you right. know, it, and it, if an individual comes in and, and they want to ask me questions mm -hmm. and I'm not qualified to answer those questions, mm -hmm. I would I would want them to know that I'm comfortable saying I'm not qualified to answer those questions, but this right. is who we need to go see. Or who you like need the to doctor who said, I'm the plumber right. cardiologist, mm -hmm. but you need the electrician cardiologist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to be a, a fairly comfortable in your skin to have that conversation, don't you? You do, yeah. Yeah, and also in mm -hmm. your profession to be able to, to say that to some somebody because you know what's the risk there right mm -hmm. uh, granted everybody's out to earn a living and have uh, a robust business and that sort of thing but mm -hmm. if you tell somebody well you know i don't do that but so-and-so does mm -hmm. um then do you risk losing that that potential uh, client forever uh, right or do you say hey yeah i can do that even mm -hmm. though you may have no clue as to what you're doing and you uh, may do more harm than good, right? Absolutely. And that would really happen on the healthcare side. Sure it would. I mean, if the guy who was the plumber mm -hmm. said, oh, I can take care of that electrical yeah. impulse mm -hmm. thing. Right. And maybe he passed a few classes mm -hmm. back there 20 years ago when he was in med school related sure. to it. But he hasn't been doing it every day. Mm -hmm. But he wants to make the money that he's going to get from the insurance on this particular patient. Correct. It's a little selfish, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Self-serving? Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes you run into that. We run into that uh, in the financial world mm -hmm. where we see where a client has been placed in a certain product or has been given some certain advice, and we think it really wasn't the yeah. right thing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that person who did this for them and with them probably only did it because they maybe had a boat payment this weekend yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. and wanted to make the money. Right. Um. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk about how to find these people mm -hmm. who are competent and you can trust. 
from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. And to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We're talking about the fact that investment advice may not be financial planning, and financial planning may not need to be investment advice Mm -hmm. for you. Um, So let's uh, work through how you, now that Bubba and I over 30 minutes have convinced you, you may have to do your homework and interview a number of people and maybe check around in the community about whether you trust and somebody is trustworthy. Uh, You know, when when you're looking for a financial planner or need some financial advice, is it going to be unbiased? All those sorts of things. So uh, we've done this before we've had this conversation before with potential clients mm-hmm. and you know maybe meet with a bunch of retiring teachers and teach them how to find somebody to help or we've talked about this with financial professionals the things that we know that clients are mm-hmm. or should be looking for and we've broken it down to about six or seven words six or seven concepts and all of them start with the letter c my dad, who was loved alliteration, would really appreciate yep. this. So the first one we've already touched on is competence. Mm-hmm. Are they competent? You know, can they do it, or they just stay at a motel, whatever, last right. night? Huh? Um, some of that you can find online. True, you can. You can find out whether Bubba is registered as a broker. Yeah. Uh, what kinds of tests he's passed. Has he ever had anybody file any regulatory issues against him? You can find that stuff online. Yeah, yeah. that's done it. Uh, FINRA uh, bo- broker check. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to any um, you know internet web search and, mm-hmm. and type in broker check, and it'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Right. And you can search, uh, in essence, just about anybody who's ever been registered. Mm-hmm. Right? With ever FINRA. been? Ever been registered? Ever been registered? Yeah. I was looking for uh, somebody in a particular city one time, and I just mm-hmm. put in, you know, I knew which firm that person uh, may have been with, and so I put in the name of the firm, and I put the name of the city in the state, mm-hmm. and when it popped up, it gave me like 40 or 50 people, and I'm thinking, now, there may be some money in that small town, but they ain't mm-hmm. 40 or 50 advisors, and then I realized, formally advised, for, right. uh, formally registered, formally, right. uh, uh, but they're in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they've ever had certain uh, designations or they passed certain tests Correct. or they've worked for broker dealers or, yeah. or whatever, yeah. they, they can be in there. The other thing is, look at their website. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And if they say on their website, hey, I've got all these designations mm-hmm. or I've passed all these tests, then go look at, you know, if I, if I say on my website, I'm a certified financial planner, mm-hmm. go to the certified financial. I mean, I could say that on my website. Right. I guess I could lie. Right. But you can go to the Certified Financial Planner website. And do a search. And there's a way to search particular locations and find out if somebody is still in good standing with the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards. Right, right. So competence is one. Mm -hmm. The the other one is convenience. Well, let's go back to competence as Mm -hmm. well, uh, just because I think we need to touch base on it. And we talked about broker check in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, If an individual uh, has a license, right? Mm-hmm. could be an insurance license. Uh, and they may be licensed in the state of Mississippi or Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. But they may not have any of these other uh, ancillary tests taken. So mm-hmm. they may not show up on broker check. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one, an indicator. one indicator, uh-huh. right? 
And it's not that that individual may not be qualified to adequately serve your needs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it may be an indicator that they are not qualified to serve your needs. Uh, It's a place to begin questioning. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. So we got competent. The the other one, it was convenient. Yeah. How convenient are they to talk to me? Right. You know, can I get to their office? Mm-hmm. Are they close to me? Will they Zoom? Do they have that technology? Yeah. Do they know how to do that? Um, you know, can I set an appointment with them mm-hmm. in a reasonable amount of time? If I call their office, will they call me back within a 24 to 48-hour sure. period? If I send them an email, you know, how does that work? You, it, you need to be able to communicate with them. Yeah, you do. And it needs to be convenient for you. Because, mm-hmm. by the way, you're the client. Right. You're the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so convenience is one of them. Um, th- there's a, another one here um, that I, I, I think a lot of times go um, unnoticed um, and maybe um, uh, doesn't get enough credence, and that is, are they communicable? Mm-hmm. Can they communicate with me? Right. All right, so you know what the very first indicator of a good communicator is? Let's hear it. They listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want somebody who's probably a good orator and can explain mm-hmm. things, but you also want to be able to listen. I've always heard it put this way. You were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> the good listen, Lord knew yeah, what he was doing, Listen right? twice as much as you talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. This coming from the radio guys, right? <laughs> you just sit here and talk all day. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's very, very applicable to somebody who's walking in, and especially if this is a new area. Mm-hmm. They've never had money before, and Grandma leaves them some. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I have people walk in all the time and they say, you know, I, I, I'm going to inherit $50,000. I'm going to have to pay a lot of tax on mm-hmm. it. I mean, they're already yeah. on on the wrong, probably uh, walking down the wrong street because right. they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so when they walk in and they're needful and they're concerned, you need somebody who listens. Yeah. Going back to my example earlier, I, I think uh, – the doctor that I was telling you about for my friend, and mm-hmm. he said, look, I'm a plumber. You need an electrician. Mm-hmm. That's uh, relating information to an individual in a way in which they would un- understand it. Yes. Right? Yeah. So whatever your communication style is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I've got multitudes of different types of clients, right? Yeah, right. Uh, some of them are highly educated. Some are, are maybe less educated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that any of them are smarter than the other ones because right. that's not the case. Right, right. Uh, some of them may have a higher degree of, uh, of knowledge than, than the other set, right? Yeah, yeah or experience. Or experience, right? right? And mm-hmm. the way in which you communicate and relay information and concepts and ideas mm-hmm. to these individuals mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And your friend, who just had the heart procedure, really appreciated somebody that used the terms electrician and plumber. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? Mm-hmm. So guess what? Because the communication was so mm-hmm. good, and that first doctor, the plumber, mm-hmm. listened enough to be able to make a, a, a judgment, say, you know what, this is not necessarily my specialty. Mm-hmm. I need you to send you to my friend. What's your friend going to do? Yeah. Probably recommend that guy. Mm-hmm or gal, whoever it was, and probably go back. And recommend the first one, too. Uh, Yes. Yeah, there you go. So communication's a big one. Here's another one that I think is is very important. Compatibility. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I'm not necessarily saying if you're a Democrat, they have to be a Democrat. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're, you're an Auburn fan, they got to be an Auburn, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm compatible with you. You know, you, you kind of feel comfortable when you're around them. Um, they don't talk down to you. Mm-hmm. Huh? They, uh, in addition to listening to you, they you feel they empathize and sympathize? Not, not only talking down to you, but do they talk up to you? Mm-hmm. Let me explain mm-hmm. what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a, an individual or a client in the office, and I used a lot of jargon mm-hmm. and a lot of letters and numbers and, and oh, talked yeah. in such a way that was above them, above mm-hmm. their understanding, mm-hmm. then that wouldn't be appropriate either. No, right? not at all. Not at all. Uh, you know, you don't want somebody who yeah. talks in, you know, net asset values and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, different things that are you don't use every day. That's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you could probably break out in your own jargon and they mm-hmm. wouldn't understand you. So it's not an opportunity necessarily for them to, to impress you with how much smarter they are than you because maybe they're not. Right. You know? Uh, so it's not a competition. Uh, before we go to break, here's a big one. They're willing to talk compensation. Mm-hmm. Another C. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? How do they get paid? Uh, all right. Could that tell me something? I think it could tell you a whole lot. Okay. Right? Uh, first of all, are they willing to talk it? Mm-hmm. Are they willing, you know, right pretty fast within that first hour of talking to you Mm -hmm. they're willing to say hey this is the way i choose to get paid or these are your options Mm -hmm. that tells me a certain amount of um experience they probably have it tells me that they're probably um okay with doing what's right for me it also tells me they're not trying to hide anything that's right which i think is the, the the biggest aspect there uh, not hiding anything. Mm. Uh, you know, I relate this to an experience that I had one time uh, with a decorator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, totally unrelated to financial advice, right? But uh, could be know, applicable. Could be a- applicable. Um, and, you know, the decorator uh, came in and helped with uh, paint colors and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. And we were paying this individual by the hour, right? Okay. okay. Um, but then, uh, there were some, uh, furniture items and a couple other things that were purchased as well. Um, and I didn't know this, but there was an added markup to the, to the items that I purchased Mm. that went directly as a commission to the decorator. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm, you know, if somebody's double dipping here, Mm. that's the absolute definition of it, right? Mm. I'm paying a fee for a service. Right. And somebody, and you know, getting a commission on top of the things that I order as well. Mm -hmm. I was livid about it. Why, of course. You know? Yeah. And now you take that, you say it may not be applicable, but I think it's directly applicable to this this industry. Had it been disclosed Uh on the front end, Mm I would have been perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I said, okay, that's your compensation model. I get it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you go into a relationship and you think, well, I'm going to pay this way, and you, you learn that it's it's paid a couple other different ways as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, what does that do for the future for you and uh, that relationship? Yeah, it, it was strained. And you may not want to use them again. Mm-hmm. So they got their money, right. but they may not get any ever again and probably won't get a referral. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of business. Mm-hmm. implications here for somebody just to be honest yeah 
And it, I don't know that that model is wrong. No, yeah. It's the fact that it wasn't disclosed I to me. I want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think clients and customers should too. Right. So we've gone through a number of these C's here about finding the right person for you. We're going to come back from this break and continue down this road of is financial advice necessarily financial planning at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Come back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about you know, really knowing what you're getting when you're looking for financial advice and being able to find those people. And we're using the alliteration from the letter C to be able to uh, tell you uh, how to do that. And we talked about how that it uh, ought to be, uh, you ought to be able to talk about a person's competence, uh, convenient accessibility, compatibility to you, their compensation. Uh, two or three more C's before we end the show uh, talking about this subject, Bubba. Here's one. Customization. Now, what do I mean that financial planning ought to be customized? Doesn't everybody need stocks? Doesn't everybody need growth mutual funds? Because those did real well last year. I think everybody needs something that's going to be particular and specific for their needs. So go back to that uh, that, uh, analogy Mm -hmm. uh, and comparison of going to the doctor. Right. What if you went to the doctor, and I know it's not supposed to happen because of HIPAA and privacy and stuff, but it's happened to every one of us. And that is you go in with a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And you got the stuff in the nose, and you don't feel good, and got the little nag- cough and whatever, pressure, eyes, whatever. And you go in, and they take you into a room, and the nurse doesn't get the door all the way closed when they leave your room and you hear the doctor in the next room with the other patient and there he's talking to a, a patient about a bunion mm-hmm. that patient has a bunion on on their yeah. foot and that doctor says i'm going to write you this prescription for that mm-hmm. Then the doctor comes into your room. Do you expect to get the same prescription for your sinus infection that you do for a bunion? Uh, some people might be mad because they didn't get the same prescription, <laughs> right? They want that pain med, yeah. right? Why did, why did he get that? And I didn't get any yeah, of it. Yeah, you gave him an opioid, yeah. mm-hmm. huh? And, and, and that is a point we'll come back to. Because right. sometimes you think your brother-in-law was happy and he did mm-hmm. 16% last year in his account yeah. and he, and you ought to have the same stuff in your, mm-hmm. you want the same prescription, but it may not be necessarily applicable for, right. for you, but you don't expect mm-hmm. the same prescriptions. That's right. For your situation. You expect mm-hmm. that doctor and nurse, that practitioner to be able to give you customized mm-hmm. care yeah. for what you need. Mm-hmm. Do we see in the financial world where sometimes it ain't customized? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like everybody got the same annuity. That's right. Coming from this one advisor. Mm-hmm. It looks like everybody got the same set of mutual funds yeah. from the same sponsoring company mm-hmm. from this advisor. looks like everybody has the same kind of retirement That's account. Right. But not everybody's situation is the mm-hmm. same. 
your situation with the sinus infection is not the same as the dude with the bunion. That's right. And your situation as a professional may be different than the guy who works at the plant, may be different from the plumber, may be different from the electrician, may be different from the, from the other doctor. Different tax issues, different number of children. Mm-hmm. Some people are married, some people aren't. All of that should be part of your customized plan. Mm-hmm. So does this person offer customization? You ought to ask, does everybody who's in the financial planning business really give customization? Is it something that I ought to expect? I, well, if I were seeing a financial planner, I would say, mm. yes, it's something that you not only expect, but demand. Mm. I think you should. You know, how is this different from, mm-hmm. you know, the person in the other exam room? Right. All right. And it, and it may be as simple to describe and say, you know what? Uh, the person in the other exam room is going to have some of the same things that you're going to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. a stock is a stock and a bond is a bond. Right. The way we, you know, put the, the, the medicine together, so to speak, uh, may be similar. Yeah. But you may have a little bit more bond than you do stock. Mm. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you may not have any any stocks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and having that customization, I think, is very important. Yeah, I think it is, too. Which leads me to another C, and that is consistency. There ought to be some consistency. Uh, not just in how they deliver mm-hmm. uh, advice, but I think also, you know, you, you, you have to watch these people. Uh, let me ask you this question. Of the people in in your world that you trust, mm-hmm. how many are there that uh, you really trust? Probably on one hand, I can <laughs> count them. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I mean, you know, how many people do, would I allow to know how much money's in my bank account? How many people would I, I really think I'm going to get unbiased opinions from? Mm-hmm. How many people can I tell a secret right. to? Uh, that's part of, all right, so those people that you trust, those five or six people in your life that mm-hmm. you trust, how did they get on that list? Uh, they've shown that I can trust oh. them over a long period of time. Oh. They've been consistent. Right. All right. They've, they've never really let your trust down. They've never let you down. Yeah. Here's another thing. I've told my children this about, like, dating people. Watch how they treat other people. Mm-hmm. Because the way they treat other people may give you an indication of how they're going to treat you. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and most people, whether you know it or not, you have some consistency in your life mm-hmm. about how you've dealt with things. Yeah. Have you been consistently a quitter? Some people are real good at quitting. Mm-hmm. All right? And so consistency says, on the positive and the negative side, says a lot about me and about how I'm going to handle my relationship mm-hmm. with you. You want to see them consistently in the community. They're just not in the community writing one check a year so they can get their name in the newspaper. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're consistently supporting sure. things in the community. They're consistently there uh, showing the image, mm-hmm. and it's not just a photo op right. for them. Uh, so consistency is a big one. Uh, last one is confidence. Yeah. On two sides. Do they seem self-confident? Mm-hmm. The doctor who said, I'm a plumber. You need an electrician of the heart. I think that's very confident. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what, and your your friend, you said just had the procedure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the friend has no idea how much he's going to get charged for this? No clue. But it's dealing with his heart. Yeah. So it's probably going to be... A pretty important organ that you have in your, uh, in your body, right? Uh, which means that mm-hmm. the charge to the insurance or the Medicare or whoever mm-hmm. is probably going to be fairly significant. Sure. And this other doctor was willing to give that up mm-hmm. and give it to another professional mm-hmm. because why? Because he did the right thing. Uh-huh. And he was self-confident enough to do that. Right. He's self-confident enough. I mean, you think about it. A cardiologist probably got people waiting in the mm-hmm. in the waiting room for them. Yeah. And so they know that. Yeah. Look at Mississippi. We're one of the fattest states in, in the nation, right? <laughs> He's confident. Yeah. Cardiologists aren't looking, you know, to, for their next patient. They got a waiting room full of them. <laughs> We're creating them yeah. every day, right? right? <laughs> That's right. Now, on one side, you got the self-confidence to be able to handle their practice mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But the other side is the confidence of the patients. Yeah. So how many people come with confident um, referral, mm-hmm. with friends that say, you know what, I, think yeah. he, I can trust them. Mm-hmm. I think you can. They've done real well for me. And maybe they've done real well for a client or, um, or a customer mm-hmm. in a similar situation to where you find yourself. Sure. You know, your mom passed mm-hmm. away. You need somebody to help you deal with that. All the financial stuff right. and the legal stuff and the changing of the assets and the titling and all that stuff mm-hmm. needs to be worked through. And, you know, you talk to somebody and say, hey, you know, when your mom died, what'd you do? Well, I went to see Bubba. He did a great job with me, and we're on the right track, and and he handled it, and it was reasonably quick, and and I knew what I was going to be charged, mm-hmm. and and you know I've got confidence enough to be able to refer you. So confidence is on both sides of the equation here. Do they have self? I'm not talking about ego, Emma. Right? No, not ego. Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. I'm talking about somebody who's self confident enough to you know. Take the, their nomenclature and talk to you on your level, level and refer you if they need to. So I hope we helped you through the point that investment advice may not be financial planning and you need to be able to get them confidently. And we hope you learned something from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.